Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello, welcome back. This is Darren Mitchell, and you're listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on uh, another hump day, today being Wednesday, the 21st of April, 2021. And as I record this podcast, I've just realized today is episode number 250. So if you're brand new, uh, really welcome you aboard. Thank you for plugging in. Hopefully, there's enough in this particular episode to want you to come back and listen to the next one that I record, but also maybe how to check out some of the back catalogue. And of course, if you've been with me for a while, greatly appreciate you plugging in as always, and uh, greatly appreciate also the feedback that I'm getting from various listeners around the world. So that is awesome. And uh, so in today's podcast, it's interesting, I was out walking this morning and I was thinking, what am I going to talk about today on episode number 250? And I was thinking in the back of my mind, there was this word that kept coming up and the word was mission. Now, it so happened that I was also listening to a podcast from one of my uh, one of my colleagues from the United States and he was talking about a ministry, how building a business can almost be like a ministry where you're so focused and so uh, so obsessed with doing it. You're literally on a mission to create something extraordinary. And I thought, what better topic than to talk about this in relation to sales leadership? So the topic of today's episode is going to be, is sales leadership a calling or just a job? Now, it's a really interesting question because I can tell you from experience and observation and certainly working with a number of leaders over the last few years, it's uh, it's interesting to see the difference between sales leaders that are simply there to clock in, clock out, to collect the paycheck, and it's literally a job for them. It's a way of uh, maybe reaching an objective or getting something out of a career for them compared to others that you can just tell through their behavior, through their mannerisms, through their conversations, and just everything about them that this truly is a calling for them. And they're literally on a mission to achieve something extraordinary. And so it, asked, it got me thinking about this and then thinking, well, as a sales leader, what attracted you to the role in the first place? So why are you, if you're a sales leader right now, why are you in a sales leadership role? Now, it may well be that you fell into the role. It might be that you're asked into the role. But even so, it's a really important question to ask as to what attracted you to the role in the first place and what is it about sales leadership that actually excited you to want to even contemplate that particular role but also thinking about what excites you every single day that keeps you in the role. Now, if you look at most sales leaders, a lot of the sales leaders found themselves in the role based on being a high-performing individual contributor. And hey, I was no I was no different. So I was, many years ago, when I had the opportunity to move into a sales leadership role, the only way I got the opportunity was I was actually considered to be, first of all, high potential, but that high potential really came from high performance. So I was, I was hitting goals as an individual contributor salesperson. And because of that, I was placed in the upper right-hand quadrant in relation to the, uh, I guess, the talent profile, talent matrix, and therefore was potentially given an opportunity. So no different to probably most sales leaders. What was different though, from my perspective, and this is is what I wanna reflect on today, is that I was prepared for the opportunity when it presented itself. So for literally two years before I got the opportunity, I had made a decision that sales leadership was gonna be the natural career progression for me. So two years out from when I got that opportunity, I started to start. I started to think like a sales leader. I started to plan like a sales leader. I started to build strategies 
and started to build my leadership philosophy that when I got the opportunity, I'd already done a lot of the groundwork. Now, not all of the groundwork because there was still a lot of stuff I had to learn on the job and there's still a lot of things that I could have planned for, but certainly hadn't been prepared for when I actually got into the role. But as John Wooden says, when opportunity knocks, it's actually too late to prepare. So you have to be ready ahead of time. Now, what happened in my case is when the opportunity was presented itself, I was up against, I think, another five uh, capable uh, potential sales leaders. And each of them had more experience than me. And each of them had more credentials or more qualifications than me. So a lot of them had MBAs or in the process of an MBA and had been in a sales role for longer than I had at that particular stage. However, the thing that I had over them was I'd been preparing for two years and I had built a philosophy. And when it came to the interview, I was ready for that opportunity. I was ready to grasp that opportunity with both hands. Now, the feedback I got having been awarded that particular role and given the opportunity to step up as the sales leader, I was given feedback to say that I was uh, by far and above the most outstanding candidate purely because of the way I answered questions and I'd done. it was obvious that I'd done my homework. The other guys may have been higher qualifications or more experience, but they hadn't necessarily really thought about and put themselves in a position of thinking like a sales leader. They were more coming from a theoretical perspective. Now, some of those have since gone on and become very successful sales leaders, which is fantastic, but it just highlighted for me the importance of preparation and the importance of knowing why it is you wanted to go into that particular role. Because here's the thing, most sales leaders are literally thrust into the role and many of them flounder. And why is that? Well, there's a number of reasons and this is not by any means an exhaustive list. A lot of them don't have enough support and certainly not enough guidance. They haven't done the preparation work. So they haven't either been given a game plan or a blueprint or they haven't had time to develop and think about a blueprint or a game plan. So they literally wing it as they get into the role and, and for want of a better term, make it up as they go. And for many of them, it's simply the next logical step in their career. And so they treat it almost like a job. It's not a calling. And so a lot of them flounder and a lot of them work out, you know what, this is not the, the ideal role for me. So therefore, they go back in many cases to being an individual contributor. And look, there's nothing wrong with that if that's if that's the, the choice they make. Then there are other, other sales leaders, on the other hand, where the role is almost like it's in their destiny. It is part of their mission. It's their calling. This is what they are born to do, and this is all they want to do. They cannot think of anything else they would rather do than being in sales leadership and helping to unleash the potential of their team, but also the individuals within their team. And there's a distinct difference between the person who is just simply going through the motions and thinking about this is just a job and the person who is literally on a mission and it becomes their calling. And so what is the difference? The difference between a sales leader on a mission and one who is just treating it simply as a job. Now, again, this is by no means an exhaustive list and you may have some other examples and other observations, but these are my observations based on working with a number of leaders over the last five to 10 years and also from my own experience and research as well. So um, if you agree with these, terrific. Uh, if you don't agree with these, terrific. More than happy to get feedback on this. But here are just some observations in terms of the differences that I see between a sales leader who is in it for just as a job and one who is on a mission and wanting to create something something special. So first of all, let's cover off the guys who potentially move into this role as and see it just as a job. Right Now, one of the key characteristics I see in these type of sales leaders is they are very much focused on results. Now, I'm not saying in any way, shape or form that results are not important because they are, because it's a determination of 
Are we winning the game or not? Have we won? Have we hit our targets or not? But the difference here is the people who are in a sales leadership role and purely look at this is a job, they'll focus on results only. They're very, very clinical. They're almost to the point where they're anal when it comes to the numbers. They want to know specifically when a certain opportunity is going to close. They want to know percentages in terms of opportunity probability and all the things that go with that. And they will sit there in with spreadsheets until the cows come home looking at and analyzing individual cells to make sure they've got all the information. So it's results, results, results. Not necessarily the progress, just give me the results. What are you going to hit this week? What are you going to hit this month? What are you going to do this quarter? Are you going to hit your half-year target? Are you going to hit your full-year target? So it's all results focused and can come across as being very clinical and very uh, non-emotional. The other thing is they can be very hierarchical because of that because they're, um, they'll often use, as we talk about the five levels of leadership, they'll often sit at level one being positional power and they'll use that to uh, drive results in, and they think this is the best way to actually drive outcomes for the business is being quite hierarchical and, and get people to do things based on their position as the leader. And, and hence they can use a bit of a command and control and one directional, a bit of a dictatorial type approach. Why? Because they're not necessarily emotionally attached to the outcome or creating an environment. They're purely there. They see this as a job and therefore this must be done and no more correspondence will be entered into. And I've seen this happen time and time again. They also tend to be very short-term focused as well because of that. So they won't necessarily look at the big picture. They'll, they'll tell you the big picture in terms of this is our big target. But their mannerisms, their behaviors, their commentary and all the things they do tend to be focused on what is the short-term result we need to get because if we hit that short-term result, then in their eyes, we're becoming successful. And when there's challenges, this is what often happen, they'll find it quite easy to give up because they're not. this is not something they've 100% bought into and it's not necessarily a mission for them. So it can become quite easy for them to give up or at least skirt around the edges when it comes to challenges. And sometimes I've seen this happen a lot They'll often skirt around the edges, but also apportion blame to other people and don't necessarily take full accountability or full responsibility for everything that happens in their team. So they can sometimes be quite critical. And when it comes to feedback, their feedback tends to be a lot more one directional, if there's feedback at all. But the feedback is not a constant feedback. Feedback, they're not seeking feedback, for example. They tend to be more directional in terms of giving feedback. And the feedback is considered to be more constructive criticism. And I've, I've worked with teams that uh, have had a leader like this where they say, you know what, if we don't hear from the leader, it means that things are going okay because there's nothing that we've done wrong. It's only when things go wrong does the leader actually come down and actually give us some feedback or at least have a conversation. And so there's no real appetite for these type of leaders to make a contribution. They're certainly not servant leaderships. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, you know what, I know a lot of people who think of sales leadership as only a job and they do serve to serve their team. But I can tell you based on my experience and my observations, typically people who think about a job, a sales leadership job as just a job are the ones that will not go the extra mile. They will give up too easily and they're susceptible to sometimes shiny thing syndrome because they've always got one eye on something different thinking when there's a better opportunity, I'm out of here. Now, what does that do in terms of creating an environment for the team to actually operate in? Well, it's not a really positive, empowering, uplifting environment because often you'll find that people are walking around on eggshells being afraid of what they should say or shouldn't say because of fear of maybe retribution and certainly fear of criticism. And this all stems from the leader who potentially is looking at their role as purely a job. Now, if we flip this around and look at a leader, a sales leader, who is literally on a mission, 
They see sales leadership as their calling. This is what they are born to do. And they would wake up in the middle of the night and be able to just generate strategy, have conversations, do a coaching session, whatever the case might be. They live for this. What's the difference? Well, the first, the first thing, and this is a big one, is they will focus on creating an environment that underpins success. Now, one of the key things that a, a great sales leader, and I call these the exceptional sales leader, hence the title of the podcast, is that they'll first cast a vision and they'll create a mission. And they will get people on board that mission that want to be part of the mission. They feel as if this is a collective, um, a collective opportunity and a collective effort to drive towards something that's bigger than ourselves. That hopefully we've created a platform that generations, in some cases, down the track will take, uh, take be, be able to benefit from and take advantage of to actually expand it even further. So it is a mission. They're literally, there's no end point. They are playing, as Simon Sinek calls, the infinite game, not a finite game, which means they're still focused on, on uh, results because I do know that at the end of the day, end of the week, end of the month, etc., there's still going to be a scoreboard to determine whether they're winning or not. But their focus is more on the progress. They're looking at, okay, how are we making progress? Are we doing the right things in the right areas that will deliver the right results? And they know that if they focus on and measure progress and give feedback on progress, that the results will take care of themselves. They're also focused on a a feeling and a thought process of constant and never-ending improvement. That's their philosophy. If I can get better today than I was yesterday, but not as good as I'm going to be tomorrow, then that will enable them to make progress and will certainly enable them to get good results if they continually look to improve and get feedback on that. The other thing with these guys as well is they tend to be very longer-term focused. As I said, they're playing more of the infinite game and they're more focused on who they become and who the team becomes rather than purely achieving the results. If they know that they can improve as individuals and there's always a work in progress and their philosophy is there's always another level to get to, they're always looking at how they can improve as individuals and how they can improve collectively as a team, knowing that that will lift the entire performance of the team, will lift the entire engagement of the team, and the results, again, will simply take care of themselves. They're also very encouraging. So they create an environment where feedback literally, as, as I've talked about many times on the podcast, it is demanded within that environment, and they will embrace challenges and lean into challenges because they know there is always a solution to every single problem. And along with that, what they also understand is there's always a lesson in every single situation as well. So they're using everything that happens every single day as a lesson to get better. And it's just simply part of the journey they're on and it's part of the mission they're on. So it is literally a calling for them. And the last point, apart from the fact they cast a huge vision and they become almost attractive and to the point where their team becomes a destination that people want to be a part of, is they literally treat their team and their, uh, I guess, their vocation as a ministry. They, now, I'm not getting, I don't want to get religious or anything like that, but if you think about what a minister does, it ministers to the, and it preaches to, it preaches the gospel, if you like, to the disciples. And they build disciples, but these disciples are volunteers. Now, what great leaders do, if they're on a mission, they will actually create an environment that is attractive to people and they'll go and select specific people who will fit the environment they're trying to create. And this makes common sense because people are not only going to be better engaged, their level of discretionary effort will be a lot higher than if they're following a leader who is quite hierarchical and who only just sees this role as a job. So the question for you today is, as a sales leader, now whether you're brand new to sales leadership, whether you've been in a sales leadership role for a while, or whether you have ambitions to become a sales leader, the first first question to ask yourself is why. What is it about the role that you're really attracted by? Why do you want to become a sales leader? And 
Is sales leadership for you going to be a calling or is it going to be just a job? The answer to that question will determine what you do next, but it'll also give you an indication in terms of, uh, and some insights in terms of how you're going to build your team and what you're going to be focused on and ultimately what results you're going to achieve. So irrespective of what the answer is, you've got the opportunity. Whether you're looking at it right now as purely a job, there is still an opportunity to turn that job into a calling and I'm more than happy to help you with that. But also, if it is a calling right now and you want to take that to an even deeper level and even a more exceptional level, I can also help you with that as well because we've got programs for both. So if you'd like some help with that, if you'd like to take your leadership to that exceptional sales leader level, love to work with you one-on-one. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com Pick a time that suits you. We'll sit down and have a conversation over Zoom, talk about what the program looks like and get you well on your way to becoming an exceptional sales leader within the next 90 days or so. So look forward to that conversation and starting to work with you as, hey, as soon as this week. We've got some spots opening up, so more than happy to jump on a call and get let's get started if you are committed to your own development and if you are committed to taking your leadership to that exceptional sales leadership level. So with that said, hope you enjoy the rest of this hump day, 21st of April, 2021, and look forward to touching base with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.